Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey from Lean Green Dad Radio. What if I told you that you could take the Mediterranean diet and make it plant strong and super healthy for you? Well, that's right. No feta cheese. You can do it. And I promise you, it's going to be every bit as satisfying and an awesome substitute that you can make right at your own home. Well, I have just the person for you. Not only is she a dietitian, but she's a plant-based dietitian. In fact, She's the plant-based dietitian. Her name is Juliana Hever, and she is our guest today on episode 74 of Lean Green Dad Radio. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Lean Green Dad Radio the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey guys, what's going on? I hope you're having an awesome week. This is Corey. I am your host for Lean Green Dad Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking a few seconds to listen. Uh, I want to give a shout out to a couple people real quick, if you don't mind. The first one is Irina. I know you're out there. You're probably on the treadmill uh, or on the bike. She uh, wrote me a message the other day and said, hey, I love the podcast. I've been listening to you on the bike. So uh, keep biking, Irina. You rock. And uh, someday I'm going to hang out with you when we're in New York. She's a photographer in New York and she's incredible. So what's up? Uh, second shout out are to uh, our huge supporters and that is Smart Fitness. If you are sick and tired of paying too much for a gym membership where you go and there's a bunch of you know other people in there slapping weights around and banging weights on the floor and grunting, you got to try Smart Fitness, especially if you live in Central Florida because that's where they are. Andrew Noble is a close friend of the show and he runs Smart Fitness out in Okoe. It is a wonderful thing that you can do only twice a week, 20 minutes twice a week. And that's all you need to get into shape the way Smart Fitness does their stuff. They do a slow style of training and uh, it's very, very safe and effective. And Andrew's there to guide you the whole way with your own personalized workout. So go check them out. It is gosmartfitness.com. That's their website, gosmartfitness.com. Our second shout out, well, this is our third now. (laughs) I need to give to Culture City. If you've not heard of Culture City, they are one of the top 10 nonprofits in the country as named by Microsoft. And just a wonderful organization. Uh, As you know, April is Autism Awareness Month. It is April right now. And Culture City is one of those organizations, one of those nonprofits that not only is creating awareness for, uh, you know, families living with autism, but also they are trying to create an acceptance among the general public to help people that might not know much about autism, uh, you know, how to, you know, sympathize, empathize with families that are dealing with uh, children going through this tough time in their lives. So I encourage you to reach out to them, uh, find out how you can help. They have a wonderful product called a Life Box, L-I-F-E-B-O-K-S, that is saving lives on a daily basis, in addition to many other wonderful resources. Like I said, they're very near and dear to my heart, a wonderful organization. We actually talked to uh, their founder, Julian, a couple episodes back on uh, on Lean Green Dad Radio. Just a wonderful guy. So I really encourage you to reach out to them. They are at culturecity.org, and that is culture with a K, culturecity.org. 
www.thepodcastnetwork.org. So much love to all of those organizations that are supporting the podcast and our special nonprofit as well, which we support ourselves. So um, we have a wonderful guest for you today, folks. Her name is Juliana Hever. And she's known all over as the plant-based dietitian, as I referenced earlier, but you might have seen her on TV. She's on TV all the time. She's on Dr. Oz, uh, the Steve Harvey show, or maybe on her own show you might have seen her. Uh, She has her own show called What Would Juliana Do? She has written several books and publications, including The Complete Idiot's Guide to Plant-Based Nutrition. Yeah, it's crazy. I know, right? What What a girl. What a lady. What a woman this woman is. And uh, she uh, has a new book out that is called The Vegetarian Diet. She is wonderfully positive, and I just love her attitude. She's so happy and positive, and it's just great talking to her. I'm really happy that you guys will have a chance to hear what she has to say. So without any further ado, let's get into it. It is my interview with the wonderful Juliana Hever on episode 74 of Lean Green Dad Radio. Here we go. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio, and today we have an awesome guest. I'm so excited to have her. Her name is Juliana Hever, and if you have never heard of her, then you must not be eating a plant-based diet, because she not only has a bachelor's degree from UCLA, but a master's of science and nutrition at California State University, Northridge. She also is on TV all the time. I mean, hello, she's all over Dr. Oz, she's been on the Steve Harvey Show, and so many others. In addition to that she is the host of her own talk show series what would juliana do uh there's several books and publications that she's been a part of the complete idiot's guide to plant-based nutrition she is a nutrition columnist for veg news magazine and the co-author of the cookbook the complete idiot's guide to gluten vegan uh, gluten-free vegan cooking Now, she is a recipe contributor to Forks Over Knives and so many other things, including being the executive director of EarthSave International. We'll talk about all that fun stuff, including her transition to being a wonderful parent. How you doing, Juliana? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Corey. Absolutely. I am honored to have you grace the show. You have been all over the place and just representing the plant-based world for years, and uh, we're lucky to have you. So... I wanted to start off with that that thing I mentioned at the beginning. How the heck has it been transitioning from a single to a married to a mom with multiple kids? How's that transition been for you, especially, you know, over the years? Well, it's been a long time and no one's asked <laughs> me that in a long time. I've been married almost 16 years and together with the same guy for 22 years, 21 years. Woo-hoo. So it's, it's been quite a while. But, um, and then the vegan thing happened in the midst of all of that. And then of course the children thing happened in the midst of all that. So it's been really exciting and life, life altering, of course. And with the kids, like obviously when you're taking care of just yourself or you and your husband, it's, it's a lot easier, you know, but once the kids are thrown into the, the equation, things get a little more difficult at least they can when it comes to like cooking and preparing like baby food from the start I mean my son is 10 months old and then I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old and uh you know the seven-year-old we've been vegan for about five years now so we transitioned her at about two years old but did did all of your kids start off strictly vegan or or how did it work 
Okay, no, no, I wish. I wish I was vegan from the get-go, but you know, it took me many, many years to just kind of be really super confident in what I was doing. And I really, I, I work with pregnant women all the time, and I always tell them I regret that I did not go through vegan uh, pregnancy as a whole food, plant-based vegan eater. But um, it's you know, I started this journey before I even met my husband, but the transition to plant-based and officially was right after my youngest was born. So it's been about 10 years and it's been, it's been very different. And so the kids, so my daughter has, she ate, I think she ate very little, like maybe five bites of animal products in her life. And then my <laughs> son who was born later accidentally had two bites of animal products. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, so totally accidental, it's kind of cute. But um, so I've been doing the best that I can and it's been a, a quite an interesting journey. Yeah, I, I think it's it's an evolution. You know, that's the way I describe my my uh, plant based diet. You know, everything I evolve every day. I learn something new, or there's a new resource out there, or it becomes easier. You know, but um, I, I feel like that process of the you know quote unquote evolution of this diet is something that I really enjoy because you could you can I mean these days you can find a, a scientific paper that says one way of eating is you know, great for you. And then that same way of eating could be bad in another published scientific paper. So uh, how do you, how do you get through all of the junk and figure out what's right? I mean, we, you and I both know that a whole foods plant-based diet, uh, that's the way to go, but how do we know what's good and what's bad? Well, that's exactly right. Is that the reason we quote unquote know that what's right and wrong, good or bad is because of the preponderance of data. So all sorts of stuff comes out all the time, but like the egg industry can, you know, fund a study that shows that eggs are healthy, whereas, you know, there's all sorts of politics involved with the evolution of where a research article ends up in, in a journal. So there's so much to interpret and there's so much to misinterpret, most most of all the, the latter. And I think the most important thing is to know your sources and to be able to, it's very hard. It's very hard to read uh, primary research articles and get through all of the hype on the media, but it's very important. And I think, I think that it's been increasingly challenging because before, when I went this route in whole food plant-based, it was before we had the internet, it was before we had resources like this. I think now is like a time where there's like over information. It's like hyper information all right. the time. And it's, I don't know, I, I honestly don't know the answer to that. I guess you have to find either know, learn how to, you know, decipher through the, 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 the marketing hype mm -hmm. or also finding people that you trust that can do it for you. But it's, it is very challenging right now. It's tougher than it's ever been. And, and if someone were starting off, like where do they look? I mean, let's say that I have a friend who loves her McDonald's and she stops by McDonald's with her kids. And, you know, it, it's hard for me to see her do that, but I want her to start a conversation with me and maybe we can have a, a great discussion about, you know, why that's not maybe the best choice. But I also don't want to be judgmental towards her. I don't want to make her feel like a bad person. So I try to be very welcoming and inclusive rather than uh, exclusive when I talk about uh, a vegan plant-based diet. But where would that person start? Let's say that they're just starting at the very beginning. And obviously, 100%, like, 
where you and I are at, you know, we've been in our journey. We know to stay away from oils. We know to stay away from, um, you know, highly processed foods. We know all that stuff. And we'll talk about that more in a second. But someone who's just starting out from the very beginning and they go on the internet and they type, you know, vegan diet in Google and they get all this stuff and it seems like they need to be perfect. What are the things they can do to just dip, dip their toe in the water and get started? Well, first and foremost, I would say I would never tell someone that they need to do this. I've stopped. At first, that's all I wanted to do was tell everyone they need to eat this way. Sure, and I sure. realized that it was really, really harmful. And it was not helping anyone that I came across. And it was isolating a lot of people from me. And so I stopped. And I realized, you know what? If someone's interested, I will happily help guide what them with what I know. And including, I mean, I lost friends. I mean, there was, it was a very massive journey at the beginning because you, you're so passionate and you see the results of it and the benefits and you just kind of want to tell everyone what you know, but a lot of people don't want to hear it. And my, my big quote that I just published in my recent book, The Vegetarian Diet is, you could lead a human to healthy, but you can't make them eat. And it has to be <laughs> entirely up to them. And in fact, even clients that come to me that say, I don't want to eat this way, but will you still help me? I used to totally take that on until now where I realized there's no point because if you don't want to eat this way, then I can't help you. Right, and right. there are plenty of other routes that you could take. But I, obviously, I, I'm partial to this because of the extraordinary things I've seen with my clients. But people that are starting out and interested, initially, like intrinsically from their hearts want to do this, I would say the first thing is to start learning and start playing with food and make it a really fun journey because there's nothing worse than like thinking I can't eat blah 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 I can only eat blah blah it should be fun and delicious and exciting and it should only be optimistic and so I would suggest now that we have this amazing world on the internet and in the the bookstores of gorgeous delicious health promoting foods start with recipes start finding like start doing you know research and find stuff that sounds really delicious to you and start building your repertoire of delicious foods that you love and meals that you're going to gravitate towards and that will make this a very positive, fun, and exciting and delicious, fulfilling journey for you. I love that. Yeah, I I, I agree completely, especially folks that – I get this all the time. Like if you mention that you don't eat meat, they might say, oh, I could never give up meat or like, oh, I could never give up cheese. And I think that that – they actually could if they wanted to, but I think it it should be changed to like I don't I don't want to, and and I think that people need to acknowledge that's okay. Like if that's where they're at and they don't want to give up cheese and they don't want to give up meat, that's totally okay. But they, don't don't say that you can't because you totally could if you wanted to. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a t- it's tough for a lot of people. I get it. I mean, I totally. I've seen so many different aspects of this. I've seen people that see the benefits. I've seen people that have a really massive health condition that needs to be addressed. I see people that have just recently found out what happens to the animals and the planet because mm-hmm. of what they're eating. It comes it depends on where your angle is and where your your con it's all about context. But I think that it's if you are interested in doing this, it's absolutely easy and it's it's a journey and you learn how to do it because you want to. But if you don't want to, it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it boils down to, I think. We mentioned the family impact uh, earlier and for just a second. How has it been once you decided to switch everything? I think you've been vegetarian for – you were vegetarian for quite a while before you switched to a full plant-based diet, right? 
ish. Okay. So <laughs> I can't label it because it was like there was a lot of fluctuation. And- yeah, me too. And you know, forgive me the label thing. It's just I'm I'm totally with you on that. I just what when I made a switch to say like I'm gonna be plant based now, and it was for my wife. My wife um, has ulcerative colitis, as everybody knows, and. Um, she and I were able to get her off of her prescription medication by eating a, a plant-based diet. It was much easier on the digestive tract, and um, everything just kind of went away. So, uh, you know, at this point, we are transition 100%, but getting there was tough with our family because we used to sit around the same table and we would eat the same foods over and over, and now some of those foods don't exist anymore, and it's kind of awkward for them getting around the table with us. Um, you know, it's gotten better over the years, but was that a, a transition for you that was kind of strange, like with your parents or with your in-laws, anything like that? Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> oh. I first, I was like the crazy, yeah, I was a crazy dog. I, well, in my family, they knew better. They knew. I'm like the one. They thought the, the, this was like my new fad because I've gone through so many fads as a kid, like when I was a kid, but, um, so this was nothing crazy for them, but for my in-laws, they're like, Oh, what's this? And my mother-in-law, who's like a superb cook, who I did a lot of our recipe development for the vegetarian diet because she's such an amazing cook and I veganized and I oil free eyes all of her recipes to document them. But, um, it, it was, it was very, it was very challenging and it was especially challenging. The biggest challenge for us was that's my dog i'm sorry that's okay hey he just wants to be part of the show and that's okay i know i think i need to bring him in so can... <laughs> bring him in yeah he wants to be with me <laughs> come on in. okay now he's gonna be happy awesome um, awesome the biggest challenge for me and my family was my husband wanted to do this so he went vegetarian he's a brilliant physician one of the smartest people i've ever met in my life and but he, and so we got the the health aspects, he got all the everything, but it was hard to get rid of the dairy and the eggs for him. And it took, it's been 10 years, but last year he finally did it. And to have that with the support of my husband in front of our children made the most huge transformation in my household. Like for me to be like, no, you can't have eggs and dairy to my kids versus my dad, bring, I mean, their dad bringing in, you know, fun treat food that just junk food that I would never want them to eat sure was a huge transition and so now I'm like in seventh heaven because everyone's on the same page and once everyone's on the same page it's so easy but I understand I work with a lot of families where they're not it's a divided household it's a journey for so many people and I now I could absolutely empathize and see both sides of the story what was the thing that pushed him over what was that one thing that said okay you know what this is it I'm gonna I'm gonna do this I don't even know if I can answer that. I would have to let him answer that question. It finally clicked. I mean, 10 years. And he knows. He saw my, he read my books. He went to my lectures. He's a brilliant physician. It was like, it just, it was like, it's almost like, because cheese is so addictive. Yeah. His foods with the sugar, like the desserts and stuff that was the, like he wasn't eating a lot of this stuff, but it was just, it was the idea of just going all the way. Sure. And now there's so many substitutes out there. I mean, there's, you know, tons of meat substitutes like the gardenes and stuff. Obviously, they're they're processed soy, you know, things, treats every now and then. But, um, you know, they're so delicious ice creams and there's so many other different things out there. Miyoko's cheese. Like, all you need is Miyoko's cheese and everything's done. <laughs> exactly. Or have, so you, have you heard of... Like, I got him a shirt and he wears it all the time. It says, anything I could eat, you could eat. Anything you could eat, I could eat vegan. Oh, that's great. That is great. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, okay, so we, we mentioned oils. You oil-freed your mom's recipes. Can you talk about why oils are so bad for us? Um, I know this is a question you get all the time, and I, I think it's it has to do with they're just empty foods, right? I mean, they're not, they're not even food if you can calculate or talk about them like that. Well, okay, so I took the Mediterranean diet and took the olive oil out, which is like my, I always say it's like heretical. It's like heresy. How can you possibly <laughs> take olive oil out of the Mediterranean diet? So that required many months and many, 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 many studies of uh, figuring out why olive oil was linked to all these health benefits in Mediterranean diet. And it, and my conclusions to make this long, long story so, sort of shorter is that oil is a processed food it's pure fat it's taking the fat out and extracting out the fiber and a lot of the nutrients not all the nutrients but most of the nutrients and you're you you're left with 100% pure fat 120 calories per tablespoon 14 grams of fat and 2000 calories per cup which is extraordinary in my opinion hmm. but you know when i look at the mediterranean diet and all of their benefits this was a society when you're looking at the traditional diet that was in a, it was war-torn society, it was impoverished, they didn't have access to food and, and transportation, and they needed more calories. So olive oil provided a wonderful source of intensive calories. But now in today's world, I just saw, I don't know if you saw the article that published today about this uh, research article, was, there was like a media out that came out today about a research article recently that showed that underweight people around the world are now overtaken by obese people in the world. So for the first time in human history, there are more obese people than there are underweight people. <laughs> and if you look at the clients that come to see me, most of them, not all of them, I work with a lot of athletes, I work with a lot of people with all sorts of things, but the majority of people come to me to want to lose weight. And if you think about cutting out 2,000 calories in a cup of oil a day, it's very easy to think about that. That's more than a day's worth of calories for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So my recommendation, the reason I tell people, most people, to avoid or minimize oils is because they can cut out hundreds or thousands of calories a day or a week. And also, there's a lot of little side reasons, but that's the primary reason. And I don't think it's a bad food. I just think it's not necessary for the majority of the population. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're trying to lose weight. I mean, if you cut that, I was like telling people to cut sodas first too. Sodas are the other thing that, especially diet soda, is tricking you, making you think that you can eat more calories. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, um, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, let's, let's chat about the kids. So when the kids go to birthday parties and the kids go out and they like to have fun, what is that balance? What do you do with your family uh, knowing that you're headed to a birthday party or a thing at school? They happen all the time. Yeah, I mean, that is, I always confess, that is literally the biggest challenge of my life. Like, I know what I want them to eat, and I know how I want them to eat, but it's so out of my control most of the time. So you do your best. They're little. I and I educate them from a nutrition standpoint. I take them to animal farms and show them what happens to animals. <laughs> I'm showing video. I show them everything. I do everything I can. Yeah. And I, you know, make sure that they, they're well fed when I can. But it's not always an option. Like, school will throw a party for, I don't know, getting the most amount of points for some fundraiser out of the blue and they are serving pizza and cupcakes. And it just seems to me that these things happen way too often. They never happened like this when I was a kid. 
And so you just, you do your best. You, it's, you empower them as much as you can, because I can't control my kids. I mean, as, I can't control them all the time because they're now out in the real world. They're not, you know, under five anymore, but I, I'm doing my best. Like I, I give them food. I, I never send them to school without a lunch or money. I don't want them to buy food at school. So I, I make their lunch every day. And it's, it's very challenging, very challenging. I totally agree. And I'm making my lunches every day for my little ones and they're happy with it. And uh, mine have gotten to the point where people want their lunch because it looks so good. And I'm like, hey, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. That's a huge compliment. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's success right there. We try. We try our hardest. Um, all right. So when it comes to the kids coming home, everything's done. Uh, school's done and it's time to make dinner. We're in a rush. We've got to make it quick. I... I always talk about this idea of blowing up what you think a meal is, right? Because people think that dinner has to consist of several different items, right? It has to have um, a protein and it has to have this and it has to have that. What if we just blew up our idea of what a meal was and just put a bunch of great foods together and, and called that a meal? Or if we stopped thinking about like breakfast, lunch, and dinner and did like six meals a day or six small meals a day, like is that something that you share with your clients is to kind of forget about the focused three meals a day? Or, or do you do you say, hey, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the three meals of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. How do you approach that? Uh, great question. I am all about you listening to your body. And nobody, no scientist, no PhD, MD, triple, quadruple, you know, degree person can tell you what your body needs. You can you can know nutritionally what you need, but ultimately, if you're not hungry, don't eat. Like the, the biggest that comes up more often in breakfast terms because people feel like they need to have breakfast and all that. So I always tell people when you're hungry, eat. When you're not, don't. And if it's three meals a day, great. I eat two meals a day personally. I only need two meals a day, but I have big two huge meals a day, and I'm really happy with that. I do the best on that. But I think everyone's so different. I've worked with people. I work with a lot of athletes that need, you know, regular, consistent, smaller meals. I've worked with, I mean, it just, there's so many variables. Are you trying to lose weight, gain weight? Are you trying to, you know, fuel um, a, an exercise event? Are you trying to, you're traveling? I mean, there's so many issues that come to play. In terms of family, I love the idea of a family dinner. And that's a priority for me because of the social aspects, not nutritional. Mm -hmm. So every night we have a family dinner. The four of us sit down to dinner and I, you know, but I like to create a bunch of meals. So like, like tonight I had time. So I made five dishes that'll last us for the next three days. You know, I'll have it for lunch. I'll send some of it to them for lunch. We'll have leftovers and I'll add things every day. But I like to, I like to make it interesting, but I really recommend that people listen to their bodies and I like the social idea of eating meals together. And that's, I cover that a lot in the vegetarian diet as well, because social structure and all that has a lot of health empowerment as well. But um, it just, it absolutely, no matter, it doesn't mean, you know, breakfast doesn't have to be eggs and bacon and lunch doesn't have to be soup and salad. It just, there's so much variety and it's up to what you prefer, like prefer and what, what works for you. What about eating earlier in the night? So it's the end of the night. Do you do you try to eat earlier so that your body's not working as hard to digest the food in the middle of the night? Or does that matter? And you can have a late oh, night yeah. snack and, and go to bed. No, I do. The people that really want to gain weight, I suggest eating before they go to bed. But for most people, the best time of the day is when you're sleeping for your body. Because at that time, when you're not – because digestion and absorption is the most intensive work for your body. So giving it time off – 
to rejuvenate and to recuperate and everything's like regenerating during sleep. If you're not digesting and absorbing, you're going to do better and it's going to give a very efficient process. So I do tell people to try, especially if you're trying to like heal from something or you're trying to lose weight, I always tell people to kind of cut it off, give yourself a few hours before you go to bed so that you can maximize that efficiency during sleep. What about B12? B12 for the kids. Do you do a B12 supplement? Oh my God, please, anyone that's vegan, anyone, please take a B12. We see so much B12 deficiency because people are not concerned enough. And I think this is the one thing that really needs to be addressed, that people need to have their B12 supplement. I wouldn't rely on any fortified milks or nutritional yeast. That's all great stuff. But the most effective, safe, and efficient way to make sure you don't get any kind of neurological deficiencies that are irreversible is to just take your B12 supplement. Very cheap, very cost-effective, very easy, and very safe because it's a water-soluble vitamin. And and vegans are not getting as much B12 because B12 is consumed in the grass that the animals eat, right? And that it's a bacteria that is in their bodies. And since we, you know, meat eaters consume the animal, that's how they get the B12. Is that right? B12 is produced by microorganisms in the soil and so it's basically we're getting it second hand through the animals and if we in the olden days when we would drink from a pond you know or just like you know pull a root vegetable out of the land and just eat it without sterilizing it we would be getting microorganisms and soil and b12 but because we sterilize our food i'm like very adamant about washing all the dirt off my food i found a bug in my cauliflower today and i was washing it extra special (laughs) no (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so we're not getting B12. And even vegetarians, even people that are, you know, it just there's so many people that are are at a risk for B12 deficiency. And it's so easy, easy to absorb it. And it's so it's really the the easiest way to do it is just to take a B12 supplement. That's the only supplement that everyone officially kind of needs. Can we talk about your book, um, Vegetarian Diet? Tell me about it. I know that we've talked about it for a little bit. You took the oils out of a Mediterranean diet, but... How exciting is it for you to write this book? It was really exciting because my for years it was like, oh, the Mediterranean diet, it's a gold standard in the research. But then I'm sitting here looking at Dean Ornish, Dr. Dean Ornish and Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn and Dr. Neil Barnard, who have quite literally reversed advanced stage chronic disease, advanced stage cardiovascular disease, advanced stage type 2 diabetes with a plant-based diet. And so I was like, well, wait a second, why what's the discrepancy here? Why is the plant-based diet not getting all the props when really it deserves it because a Mediterranean diet never showed that. So it was really fun to dig into the research and and find the answers. And my answer, my ultimate answer, I have a lot of conclusions. The main one was that, no, the reason it was so successful, the Mediterranean diet, is because it is a primarily plant-based diet. Hmm. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, it, so you, just you just take the oil out and then you're done. I mean, that, it just makes that Mediterranean experience so much healthier and still enjoyable. I mean, do you have a sub for for feta? That's that's my brother-in-law's favorite. Like, what's what's the sub for feta? Yeah, no tofu. You do tofu. You crumble tofu with lemon and rosemary and um. I have to look at my recipe. I don't have it in front of me, but it's so easy to make tofu feta, and it's so good. I love that. I love it. 
Awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, Mediterranean everything. It's so good. I love that cuisine too. Oh my gosh. Well, we're going to check it out. Everybody, hey, listen, go check it out if you are interested in a Mediterranean diet, except it's vegetarian, which is awesome. Uh, Juliana, where can everybody find you? Uh, obviously, we could just type your name in Google and find like 500 videos of you talking, <laughs> but give us your stuff so we can all follow you. Thanks, Corey. Okay, so my website where everything kind of starts is plantbaseddietitian.com and I love social media. I'm very interactive on social media. If you have questions, that's a great way to reach me, especially on Facebook where I'm plant-based dietitian and on Twitter as plant dietitian. And I think on Instagram, I'm my name, Juliana Hever, which is really hard to spell, but yeah, anywhere online, social media and plantbaseddietitian.com is where you'll find me. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure to have all of that in the show notes for everybody to listen and follow you and have a great time. So thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your crazy life to join us and speak about a wonderful plant-based diet. Thank you so much for having me. Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey back in the studio. Thank you so much for making it through another episode of Lean Green Dad Radio. But hey, don't let your experience end here. Visit us online at leangreendad.com and follow us on Facebook. We have an awesome Facebook page that is always getting some content out there to help keep you and your family going strong keeping you healthy and uh, information about a plant-based diet and how to make it as easy as possible for you to transition if you are interested in it. We also have a Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and a YouTube channel and so much more. So check us out, leangreendad.com. And uh, until next time, thank you. You are so important to the show and listening, leaving reviews, all that kind of stuff is great. But really, I am just so excited that you took time out of your day to listen to the show so seriously thank you so much until next time guys this is lean green dad saying go the extra mile for your family see you next week